Let's take the character of being humble. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu he was the leader of the Muslims. Subhanallah, my voice is actually feeling stronger. Wallahi, it's a cure when you talk about Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. I think we can leave the programs for tomorrow and the next day. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu he was a leader. He was a leader. Even in character, subhanallah, in humbleness, we know how he would spend the night looking after Medina. And the case of the family that was camped outside of Medina. These stories need authenticating. Wallahu a'lam. But the scholars of hadith, when it came to matters that are fit to be placed in kutub al-rijal, when they mention the aspects pertaining to people's lives, they were slightly less strict. Ulama of hadith are strict when it comes to attributing something to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we can share the story right now. The family that was camping outside Medina, and this female was complaining about Umar, that she has to face this difficulty, because Umar is not doing his part, and Umar is listening. And Umar goes to find out what's the story, without mentioning his Umar. And then, Umar with his servant, walks back to Medina, and collects food stuff, and collects firewood, and carries it back to her. And the servant says, let me carry this firewood for you. And he says, Da'u, leave it. Leave it. For you will not carry my burdens on the day of Qiyamah. La ilaha illallah. This is Amirul Mu'mineen. This is the head of the Muslims. And here the head is carrying his own firewood. And he lights the fire. And he cooks the meal. And he feeds these people and leaves them to satisfaction. He leaves them at the point of satisfaction. And he tells his slave, you will not carry my burden on the day of Qiyamah. Let Umar carry this. Leaders in character. The same Umar, when Baytul Maqdis was opened, and he was called to come, and the Sahaba told him, don't go. And he said, I will go. And he walks there. Radiallahu an. Radiallahu an. And Abu Ubaidah radiallahu an says to him, because Umar when he was walking, he got off his animal, and he took off his slippers, and he placed it under his armpits. Who would do that today? We'll say people will laugh at us. People will laugh at us. But this was a norm at the time, he did it. And Abu Ubaidah says, don't do this, you're walking to people who have certain standards, you are the leader of the Muslims. Don't do this. And Umar turns to him, radiallahu an. And he says to him, if somebody else said this besides you, I would have... I would have disciplined him. He tells Abu Ubaidah, نَحْنُ قَوْمٌ أَعَزَّنَ اللَّهُ بِالْإِسْلَامِ We are a people that Allah has given honor because of Islam. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Not because of how we wear our shoes, and whether we sit on the animal or walk the animal into Baytul Maqdis. La. We were given honor because of Islam. As I said yesterday, they were worshipping idols. Umar says, I had an idol that I used to worship, and one day it was made out of dates. And one day I was hungry, I ate it. This was the state. And here, he acknowledges how Islam was the cause of honor. La ilaha illallah. Look at the humbleness. He tells Abu Ubaidah, if it was other than you, I would have disciplined you. We are a people who have honor because of Islam. Whether the shoes are on my feet or under my armpits, Islam is with me. And this is what has brought us honor. This is what has brought us greatness, not arrogance. 
We're not saying pride. We're saying this is what brought us honor, not arrogance. It made us humble. Subhanallah, leader of the Muslims, walking, pulling his ride with his slippers underneath his armpits. La ilaha illallah. They were leaders, brothers and sisters, in character. Conforming to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the teachings of the Qur'an. They were leaders as well. A story that comes to mind is Abu Bakr radiallahu He used to always ask his slave, when the slave used to bring some money or bring some food, he used to ask, where did you get this money from? Or from which money was this food prepared? And one day Abu Bakr radiallahu began eating. So the slave told him that, how come you haven't asked today where I got this from? So he asked, where did you get it from? So, the slave says, from my work in the days of ignorance, when I practiced fortune telling, it's haram. Immediately Abu Bakr stopped. And not only stopped, he placed his finger in his throat and vomited that food. La ilaha illallah. Look at conformance to Quran and Sunnah, that we shouldn't eat haram. Abu Bakr was forgiven. It was a mistake, he didn't know what he consumed. But still, he removed it from him. Not that he should have any part of haram, or that which goes against the Quran and Sunnah, as part of his life. Radiallahu anhu. He vomited it out. Competing to be the best. They were leaders in that as well. And there are countless examples. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَاسْتَبِقُوا الْخَيْرَاتِ وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ Allah commands that we race and compete with one another in attaining good deeds, in doing good deeds. And that the ones who race in, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he always used to compete with Abu Bakr. Why not the rest? Because Abu Bakr was seen to be the best in this regard. In the field of competing to be the best worshipper. And Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu wanted to practice the hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu Where Abu Musa al-Ash'ari said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said that in matters of the dunya, look at those who have less. But in matters of the akhirah, look at those who do more. So he was looking at Abu Bakr. He wasn't saying, Alhamdulillah, I gave so much, I'm more than the rest of the Sahaba, so I'm good. No. He said, I have to look at Abu Bakr because he has a habit of beating me. Imagine. Today we say, well, you know, at least I pray two salah in the masjid. Those other people don't. Isn't it? Well, at least I, 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 pay, I give some sadaqah. You know, those other people, they don't do that. So Alhamdulillah. At least. No. Why are you setting the bar so low for yourself? Look at those who are doing more than you. This is from being a leader. And this is example from the lives of the companions. So Umar ibn Khattab one day comes and drops half his wealth in front of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ya Umar, what have you left at home? And he says, I've left an amount similar to the amount which I gave you. Meaning, I've, given, I've brought half my wealth. I split my wealth into half. And he thought, today, alhamdulillah, I'm going to beat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. I brought half. Half of my wealth. And then comes Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. And Abu Bakr drops his wealth. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ya Abu Bakr. Oh Abu Bakr, what have you left at home? And he says, I've left at home nothing but the name of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is a lesson. That is not a case of how much, but percentage-wise. It's also a lesson. Wallahu a'lam, Abu Bakr could have given more even in amount. 
But let's say a person is worth $10 and another person is worth $100. And the person worth $10 gives $10. And the person worth $100 gives half of it which is 50. Percentage wise, the first person gave 100% to Allah and His Rasul. And percentage wise, the other person who had 100 gave 50%, for example. But what I'm, the, the crux of it is Abu Bakr could have given more in, in terms of percentage or in terms of reality. Wallahu a'lam. But he left at home nothing but the name of Allah and His Rasul, meaning Tawheed and Yaqeen and racing for that big Jannah that we will give this matter of the dunya and Allah provides and we will be fine inshallah and Abu Bakr was a businessman we're not saying become people who leave our family starved and homeless and we spend everything in the path of Allah no we're saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when it comes to spending Allah said spend that which is extra to your requirement so they were leaders when it came to spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and competing towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So brothers and sisters, in a nutshell, we've shared many words and the crux of it is we are leaders, we are demonstrators, we are trendsetters. It is our right to be the best. It is our right to show and not be shown. And we need to ask ourselves now and now, are we people who show or are shown? What is our position right now? Have we lived our lives closest to the aspirations of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa regarding us or not? Have we lived our lives with the wonderful bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared for us or not? Understand that Imam Malik rahmatullahi alayhi, he said that our nation will not fix itself except if they use that which fixed the first generation. The generation of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Understand this brothers and sisters. And understand that they were khayra ummatin ukhrijat nas. They were the best of people. And we can be the best of people when we stand up and take what is ours. Again I'm saying, it doesn't have to be in the macro way, but it can be in the micro way. We all have our capacities, but are we the best in those capacities? Are we emulating Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And emulating the sahaba radiyallahu anhum ajma'in. I leave you with these questions and I leave you with these words and I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting me strength to share these few words with you and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that these words inspire change. Inspire change. That the community of Bristol, each and every one of us here become better people in and of ourselves as well as better people for the sake of our communities. Right? There has to be action. It can't be that we came and we heard a talk and that was it. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will now question us. This speech is evidence either for us or against us. It is for us if we heard it and we did something with it. And it is against us on the day of Qiyamah if we heard it and left it because we have no excuse now. No one can say I didn't know. And no one can say we weren't told. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our mistakes and inspire us to be the best. Ameen. Hada wallahu a'lam. I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings me back to your wonderful city and to this wonderful masjid. Many, many a time to see your wonderful faces, mashallah. I love you all for the sake of Allah. Everything corrected is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He's perfect and any mistakes are from myself and shaitan. And I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een.
Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaykum assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh